0: Do I love my neighbor?
1: Welcome to Freedom To Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit giving hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or just overrun by a complicated life. In this series called, Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison, you'll learn how the mind works, what motivates our choices, and find biblically-based keys to help your decision-making processes. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from out-of-control lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. Now, here's Rich and Susan on Freedom to Choose.
0: Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And welcome to Freedom to Choose once again. Uh, this is actually program number 17, um, if you're looking for a reference. And of course, we're going through the book Could It Be the Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? And uh, what is that? What exactly is the prison we're talking about again, Susan?
2: I think it's the prison of our mind, the yeah. prison of, um, you know, selfishness and uh, and the automatic response that we have as human beings to put ourselves before other people.
0: Sure. And, uh, and actually, that's kind of the theme for, for today's program is, is uh, and if you've been listening, uh, it is about, uh, you know, the mind and how it wants to be selfish and stuff. And that is kind of the... That's kind of the theme for today. Would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes.
2: Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, the gift of life and the gift of uh, the ability to that you communicate your principles to us through the life of Jesus and um, the ability to live those principles in our lives. We just pray for the Holy Spirit to guide and to protect us and uh, be with us during this program. And for everybody who's listening, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. And, you know, um, we were talking the other day about uh, about all oh, the kind of... The, the different people that we have to be, you mm-hmm. know? You know, to you, I'm a husband. To some people, I'm a friend. To other people... My, you're my friend, too. I'm your friend, too. I'm your best... Yeah. Hopefully, you're your best friend. <laughs> yes, right? you are. Yes. Okay. And, and, you know, and then at work, we're this person, and... Uh, so we have all these different we, roles we play. I can play. be a sister, can and be a I sister. can be, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and 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 then also, of course, in our past, there were people that we were.
2: That I think are sometimes stronger than who we are our, today.
0: What do you mean by that? Because that's exactly where I'm kind of going with this. Uh,
2: well, I, I don't think that we drop off um, the years of our lives. I think that as human beings, it's a community cumulative
0: yeah cumulative yes a
2: cumulative um process and everything is integrated into who we are today which means that we all have the are the beginnings of our experiences as well as our you know our attitudes i think are part of who we are today yeah that's what makes up our character and it's the good the bad and the ugly yeah of our character yeah
0: yeah and so as we were talking uh, the other day about you know because i have you know, uh, I'm also, in, in my opinion, and I'm sure that's it's true because Susan's smiling quite uh, vividly here. Is I got this little boy in me that's always worried about what's going to happen to him. And in other words, that's my knee jerk reaction. Even though you know I'm an older man now, there's this guy inside of me that, that says, how is this decision going to affect me? How is this going to affect me? Mm-hmm. You know, or this guy that wants to deflect any responsibility when something wrong happens to someone else to protect me, mm-hmm. you know, and that voice sometimes, even though it's, you know, even though it's strong, sometimes we have to, we have to analyze everything by its facts, but that voice tends to want to speak the loudest and speak first every time there's a situation that arises for me to, to, to hold my tongue or to do the right thing or to help someone or whatnot, that little voice is always saying, but this is not going to be comfortable for you, Rich, or this may be dangerous for you, Rich, and on and on and on. And so I think part of growing, growing in grace and growing in Christ is understanding and recognizing that that voice, that self-protection voice, can sometimes hurt other people when you're constantly trying to protect yourself.
2: Right. And the Bible tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. He grew. And so I think that he um he probably had that too, but because of his connection with God is I think that he was probably a much more integrated adult person. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think that the world is different today. I don't think that Jesus had an advantage over us that we can't be the same like him. But I think that there is so much to draw out the selfish nature mm-hmm. in society today. Oh, yeah, I think that Satan is going around as a roaring lion, lion to amplify mm-hmm. that little child in us that is afraid, ashamed, and wants their way. Right. Regardless of what's best for everybody else concerned.
0: Right. And you can have your way at your fingertips. Right. I mean, there's just virtually anything you want now. You can have your own way.
2: Right. And if you don't get your own way, it's not fair.
0: Yeah. What's going to happen and it's not fair. Right. Yeah. So let, well, let's dive into the program because actually the, the uh, this program is uh, number 17, but it's actually Lesson 12 in the book and it's called The Way of Death. And, you know, as we've repeatedly discovered... The problem with selfishness is that it destroys. Violations of the law of love and liberty naturally result in damage to our ability to reason and think. We lose the ability to discern what is healthy from the unhealthy, or in other words, what is right from wrong.
2: Right. When we choose destructive behavior, we gradually weaken the conscience and, so that it's no longer sensitive to the breaking of God's law of love and liberty. Losing our moral bearing, we become more like unthinking animals when we're driven by passion and lust.
0: And and see, and Paul talks about this. And you know what's interesting is, and I've always thought is, you know, when we define things in the Bible, we always say, okay, let the Bible define itself. And so we'll we'll look at sword in the Bible, and we'll find out that the Word of God is the sword, and and this and that, and and and, and so we can go through and we can let the Bible interpret it, itself. But when, the funny thing is what I've noticed is when it comes to God's punishment or comes to his wrath, we do not allow the Bible to de- to, to de- define it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we can go to Romans, and it is very clear, mm-hmm. very clear. In fact, I'm going to read a passage from Romans. It's very clear on what his what is wrath is, what his anger is, and what the punishment is. Right. It is. And so I'm going to read it. This is from uh, Romans chapter 1. And um, it says, God's anger is revealed from heaven against all sin and evil of the people whose evil ways prevent the truth from being known. God punishes them. There it is, very clear. God punishes them Mm -hmm. because what can be known about God is plain to them, for God himself has made it plain. Now it's going to go ahead and define how he's punishing them. And so, God has given these people over to do the filthy things their hearts desire, And they do shameful things with each other. They exchange the truth for God, about God, for a lie. They worship and serve what God has created instead of the creator himself, who is to be praised forever. Because they do this, and it says it again, God has given given them over to shameful passions, men who do shameful things. And as a result, they bring upon themselves the punishment they deserve for their wrongdoing. Because those people refuse to keep in mind true knowledge about God, he, once again, has given them over to corrupted minds. See, there's your punishment. Mm-hmm. God will let you go and let you destroy yourself if you, don't, if you choose not to, to um, live in his ways. Right. So they, he's given them over to corrupted minds so that they do the things that they should not do. They are filled with all kinds of wickedness, evil, greed, vice. They are full of jealousy, murder, fighting, deceit, and malice they gossip speak evil of one another and they are hateful to god insolent proud and boastful they think more of ways they think of more ways to do evil they have no conscience see this is speaking about a destroyed human being Mm -hmm. you they do not keep their promises and they show no kindness or pity for others see this is no longer the image of god within right right this is a destroyed human being they know that God's law says people who live this way deserve death, yet not only do they continue to do these very things, but they even approve of others who do them. And you can look around right now in society and see destroyed human beings. You can see it happening all around mm-hmm. us. And it's because selfishness has run wild and God is giving giving them up. Mm-hmm. They're, they're choosing to not follow God. Right. And... It's sad to watch.
2: So it's not so much that God is um, choosing to punish. He's actually allowing people to um, make their choice, and there are consequences for all their choices. You know, we're working with um, somebody that we dearly love, and um, regardless of the reasons why, um, when you make bad choices, a lot of times you reap immediate. Destructive consequences. Yeah, and it's it's not because somebody is doing it to you. It's because you have opened yourself up and you have chosen the wrong way. I mean, even bad things happen to people, but we're, what we're talking about is it's when destroying you, the mind. Exactly.
0: Yeah, because a lot of the a lot of the apostles and the followers of Christ in Christ's days, they they didn't have peace with the devil. Right. They had good, sound minds. Right. Even though they were persecuted and things didn't go yeah, their way, I mean,
2: look at the the way that they, you they, know, they were they were put to
0: death in very correct, horrific and, ways and
2: persecuted, but they right. died
0: with peace with God and with sound minds. Right. The people that choose not to follow God's ways, in other words, do not love God. Who give
2: their minds over.
0: Give them God gives them over to right. what they want. Right. It's chosen and, and it's described here very clearly. As God's punishment and God's wrath in Romans one, right. He does the unnatural thing of letting something go that He loves dearly, which is amazing. And it, so, when, okay, so why do they call it punishment, or why do they call it God's wrath? Well, if if you've listened to previous programs. You'll notice that we've gone through the seven levels of moral development, mm-hmm. and level number one, of course, is fear of, fear of punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first level that you're in when when you're uh, when you're developing morally. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have reverted back to level one, and they're afraid of God and fear of punishment. Mm-hmm. And so He has to speak to these people in this language. He's teaching a classroom that is that is full of people from level one to level seven mm-hmm. in moral development. Mm-hmm. You know, those that understand his ways and those that are simply afraid of him. So he's got to speak to them all at one time. Right. And so the language the language fits everything mm-hmm. if, as long as you let the Bible interpret itself. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing here. See, if we persist in living selfish lies, we become so damaged that no amount of truth will make an impact because sin has irrevocably destroyed the fac- faculties of reason and conscience. The enemy's goal is to destroy our mental faculties the higher ones, and dethrone reason, distort or destroy conscience, and control the will with passions and feelings. It's the way of death. It's the lower nature. It's the carnal nature that the devil, the enemy, wants us to use. He wants us to live by that, by that knee-jerk, by that little boy that's living inside my head. He wants me to knee-jerk on stuff.
2: Right. So isn't that interesting, is that Satan wants us to be um, left to destruction, and God is saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but Satan... You can leave me. Right, and Satan's desire is to have us destroyed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, his desire to... If we can, he knows that if he can get us to obey our animal passions right. and not use our reason and our conscience and our judgment right. and worship what God has created rather than worship God himself, right. he knows if he can get us to do that and, and live according to our base passions that he can destroy the mind and the image of God within. Right. And he's got us. Right. Yeah, it's amazing.
2: Right, because when the faculties of the mind that respond to truth have died, God can no longer do anything to save us. We're beyond his reach, and he will sadly let us go to reap those consequences, the consequences of our choice. And he lets us follow that path of death.
0: Yeah, I mean, it says in in Revelation, he that is holy, let him stay that way. And he that is unholy, let him stay that way. In other words, there are going to be some people that are so settled into the truth about God that they cannot be moved. Mm-hmm. The disciples were that way. Right. right. Right? But there's going to be so some people that are so settled into the lie about God right. that they can't be moved. Some of the Pharisees were of that class where they actually, God came in human form and could not convince those people that he was God. Right amazing and so they nailed him to a cross they, they they obeyed their animal passions in such a fashion that they nailed their creator to, to the cross and 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 god is illustrating that if you obey your animal pat I don't care whether you call yourself religious or not mm-hmm. when you obey your the animal passions and you shut god out his mm-hmm. ways love your neighbor as yourself and love god supremely and you shut god out of your life mm-hmm. you will misidentify him and you will hate your creator it's mm-hmm. amazing right and we have that illustration that's actually what happened. Right. You know, and the devil, of course, his last temptation to Jesus was save yourself. Right. That's the temptation. And so isn't it interesting
2: how Satan has come in and he's flipped everything around, Like mm-hmm. now God is the destroyer instead yeah. of him, he who right. is actually the destroyer. We're, we, we call God the destroyer.
0: Yeah. And, and when, it, when in actuality, it's sin that destroys.
2: Absolutely. It's
0: sin. It's selfishness. Right. You know, the wages of sin, sin is death. Right. But the gift of God is eternal life. God's the life giver. Sin is the life taker. The wages of sin is death. He right. who sows to the carnal nature from that nature reaps destruction. Right. You know, and that's what basically what Paul is illustrating here in Romans one when he says God has given them up to their base passions. They have chosen. They have chosen that way. So God lets them have their right. way.
2: It's kind of like the experience that a parent has when they have a child that continues to make decisions that are against the principles of of, a, of the home. There comes a point when a parent has to let that child go. Yeah, and you know I think that God uh, is a is a miracle worker, and I'm thankful for that because I didn't get clean and sober until I was 35. So I'm grateful that. You know, he doesn't give up on us. And there's always hope for, you know, parents out there who are struggling or husbands and wives and brothers and sisters that have people that are struggling with addiction of whatever kind it may be, that God is always working on the heart. But sometimes there are times when you have to when it's not healthy for you or the environment that you're in and you've got to let them go.
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Yeah. God won't force his way in. He will not force his way into your heart. Right. I I know, um, but I know he will be tapping you on the shoulder. But All the time. Sometimes we become so callous that we can no longer hear that tapping on the shoulder. Well,
2: and see, I, I believe that without God, we don't have life. We don't. You know what I mean? We don't so, understand how he's right.
0: sustaining us right now. Exactly. We have no clue.
2: And how everything is held together with nature and, and yeah. your body and, and just everything. And um,
0: And in him all things consist. Right. And he is the life giver. Right. Yeah. And when we, when, when we walk away from the life gi- giver, the natural consequences is death. Right. It's just the way it works out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So violations of God's law of love and liberty naturally naturally result in damage to our ability to reason and think. That's right. Christ said the truth will set you free in John eight thirty-two, but having no truth of his own, Satan does everything in his power to prevent God's truth. From reaching our understanding,
2: right? He does this in several ways. First, he attempts to destroy our reason and our conscience, because it's through them alone that truth enters our mind. Without reason and conscience, we are incapable of understanding truth, and are therefore helpless in our fight for freedom.
0: And we have uh, we have discussed that before uh, in earlier programs about you know how your mind is is basically, for a lack of a better term. Uh, broken up with your spiritual nature and your carnal nature. And you have, you know, in your spiritual nature is where you reason, your judgment is, mm-hmm. your center of worship is, and, uh, well, and your Paul conscience. Ta- I think
2: Paul talks about it in Romans 7 as well. He's you know, yeah, putting two, those two right. natures, right? Yeah,
0: and of course in your carnal nature, that's your lust of your eyes, lust of your flesh, and your pride of life. And we call them, for lack of better, you know, the clinical or the new way to say it would be sensualism, egotism, and materialism. And those things, are they're not evil in and of themselves, mm-hmm. but they pull on us. They, right. You know, that I want what I want and I want it now kind of a thing. And when right. that rules, the more that rules, the more reason and judgment, reason and conscience become uh, scarred up, become distorted.
2: Right, because the battle is between those two—
0: Yeah, between your reason and your conscience— and your carnal nature
2: exactly that's where that battle resides
0: yeah and and so we so if you're like me if you're someone like me that's that's a that's a, uh, a recovering addict that sensualism is what ran me mm-hmm. i, I want to feel better mm-hmm. i just want to feel i don't care about anything but feeling better right mm-hmm. so what happens the more i did drugs and alcohol the more i lost the ability to reason to where someone would ask me why don't you quit i know nothing And someone says, why don't you quit? And I would say, why? Everything is perfectly normal. I had almost completely lost the ability to reason. Right. And it was almost out the window because I'd lived according to the carnal nature for so long.
2: Feeding that sensual nature. Feeding the sensual nature to
0: to where that's at any expense. Mm -hmm. That's didn't matter the cost. Mm -hmm. You know, I would lose loved ones. I would lose people. I would hurt people. It didn't matter as long as i could make my body feel better mm-hmm. you see and so we lose that ability to reason and so you know a d- drug addiction is the uh, is the i want to say the amplified version of sin right you know especially methamphetamine addiction that kind of stuff
2: it it, it steals your soul it, it steals your right. soul
0: it causes you to crave that make that carnal nature feel, feel better at any expense mm-hmm. and of course once you're addicted you basically give up your power of choice because now the drug makes the choice for you.
2: Right. But see, and I think that there's lesser, um, lesser things in our lives that still are walking us down that path. And so I think it's even, you know, you can look at a drug addict and boom, it's right there. But if you look at someone's life who maybe is stuck in materialism or pride, it's not as prevalent. So it's not, I mean, you're, you know, you're, doing a good thing if you're a workaholic and you're, you know, striving to get right. money you get and you're stepping on people so you, you climb higher and higher and you're, you know, you're gossiping and talking about people and hurting other people. That doesn't seem to be, that's just a trick. That's yeah. just another yeah. Um, trick.
0: Yeah. That's feeding egotism. Right. Exactly. That's feeding, you know, the other part. And
2: it's just as deadly yeah. as a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. But much more cunning.
0: Way more cunning because the, sometimes the results in society look really appealing. Right. You know? According to this world. According to this world. You know, you're, you're, yeah, your driveway gets longer. The more money you got, the more we, we seclude ourselves and try to protect ourselves from society.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the uh, more money we got, the longer our driveways get. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just how it works.
2: Well, We kind of have a long driveway, but we don't have money, so <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> okay, <it's>
0: a... <laughs> you got that all cleared up. Here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we can talk a little bit about like uh, mutually ex- exclusive beliefs and how they destroy reason. Um, and uh, we're getting we're getting a little low on time, but I think we got time to talk about one mutually exclusive um, uh, belief, and that's this is how the devil destroys reason and that would be to say that God picks and choose, chooses who's saved and who's lost. Right. But in reality, the, another belief that would be mutually exclusive from that is that love can exist without freedom. So we have to have the freedom to choose God if God is love. Mm-hmm. But if God is picking and choosing who's saved and lost, those are antithetical beliefs. There to was a, that to, God is love. That, yeah. yeah they can't, they're mutually exclusive. God can't be love and then choose Himself, who is saved and lost. Right. Because love, by, by definition, needs free will free will beings to be able to choose to love. Correct. So God says, choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, we're making the choice, and therefore we are saying, God, I love you. And God is saying, that's what I need. I want I want those. Right,
2: because God doesn't want people... To be with him, if they don't want to That's be with right. him, and That's so right. everybody has to make that choice. Yeah, everybody is, you know, is
0: yeah. So we get there. Are, are you? That can destroy your reason when we, when we start right. to believe antithetical beliefs. Right. You know, two plus two is three, and two plus two is four. They both can't be true. Correct. You know, God is love, but God chooses who's saved and lost. They can't both be true. Right. See, and so we we need to and God wants us to to have our reasoning abilities, abilities in place because he wants to know, he wants us to uh, to to weigh the evidence and trust him. Mm-hmm. And that's what faith is, mm-hmm. is to, I trust my wife more now the more I know her. Right. Right? He says, "Come, let us reason together. Walk with me, get to know me and trust me." Right. You know? For God so loved the world that whosoever Trusts and continues to trust him shall not perish. Right. But have everlasting life. Right. Yeah. Well, we're just about wrapped up here today. Um, and so we just want to let everybody know that if you want this book, you can get a hold of us at 916-645-1297. Uh, give us a call, leave a message on the machine if Susan doesn't pick up, but she'll wrap something up for you.
2: Or go to the website. Or go
0: to the website ww www.justasiamministries.com, and also drop us a line, you know. Leave us a note, and, uh, and we'll get back to you. We'll package up whatever you need and send it out to you, and uh, we'd be happy to do that. Or if you're struggling, give us a call. We, we can talk some things through. Um, and just remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle, and the other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor feel pain
1: Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There truly is hope for people whose lives might be overrun with hard decisions, possibly caught up in unhealthy relationships or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan are living testimonials that biblical principles do work, and they've put together a workbook with Dr. Timothy Jennings to move yourself or those you love towards freedom. If you would like to order this new workbook called Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison, please call 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916 645 1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening, and remember you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.